You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Good. So we are continuing our using AI month, right? Last time we talked about Intuit Assist and talking a little bit about that sort of thing. So we're continuing that, that series this month with using AI and chat GPT for your accounting practice. We're glad you joined us for the QB Power Hour. And Michelle, introduce yourself as if we need no introduction. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. My name is Michelle Long. I am a CPA and the owner of Long for Success, a trainer for Intuit for a very long time, contract trainer, and author of several different books. And invite you to join us in the Facebook group and continue the discussion. And currently enjoying having lots of buzz around Kansas City Chiefs with Taylor Swift in the house recently. And just enjoying watching that little love story going on. It's just fun gossip going on and stuff. We've been enjoying the little romance in the air around our stadium. Let's put it that way. <laughs> as if you need, as if you needed more information or more stuff floating around with the Kansas City Chiefs. I know. Into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, enough yeah. of that. Go ahead, Dad. All right. My name is Dan DeLong, owner of Dan Witt. Worked at Intuit for nearly 18 years, co-hosting today over as, as well as the workshop Wednesdays over at schoolbookkeeping.com. Tech editing duties for the QBO for Dummies series. So trying to keep them honest. And actually, we're going to have the author of the QBO for Dummies series come on the Power Hour next month. He's actually come up with a way. He's got some, if you've ever, never read the book, He's got some really powerful chapters on Excel, and he's actually come up with a way to be able to download QuickBooks online data into Excel and have it usable without having a desktop version of QuickBooks. Interesting Excel hack when it comes to when it comes to QuickBooks. So we'll have him come on as well. Now, has Michelle joined, or has Heather joined us, or is he still at a prior meeting? I sent her the link and we are expecting Heather to join us. So Dan, you go ahead with the in, the intro and I will continue trying to reach out and get Heather. All right. Heather is, is obviously busy <laughs> individual. She, she's also doing the, the happy hour uh, with Liz and Heather. Uh, she has in the last year become the director of education and media over at Woodard. So this is, this is obviously taken, taken her in, in, in different directions. And she was, uh, we were hoping that she would join us so as well, because Michelle, you had done a, a session at Scaling New Heights with Heather, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Heather and I did this together. It was a version of this, intro version of this. And it was very widely received. It was standing room only. This is just very popular with so many people trying to learn about this because it is what's going on right now. And Heather and I have, have done it together a couple of times now. Anyway, we are getting Heather. She will be here in a little bit. But Heather is just an amazing individual, very up to speed on this stuff. And we will have Heather joining us in just a little bit. But she did an amazing job with Stealing New Heights. And as a reminder, Stealing New Heights call for papers is due September 30th. So if you'd like to speak at next year, Stealing New Heights, Get your topic submissions in by September 30th. And we'd love to see you there. All right. And so hopefully uh, she'll be rolling in on two wheels. That's when she, she's available. She did say that she had just wrapping up a meeting right before we launched here today. Hopefully she'll be finding the link to join us and, and hearing what she, what we have to say. So a little bit of the details of the QB Power Hour. It's every other Tuesday at noon Eastern. Our upcoming webinars, you can always check the website for upcoming events, as well as topics that we will be discussing on the QB Power Hour. We're not eligible for CPE. That was Hector's thing. And he's been gone for a while. But you can always go to the qbpowerhour.com slash resources uh, website to uh, download PDFs, recordings of the podcast, as well as other resources as well. And in the chat, 
I put the link for today's uh, session as well as the the download there. If you have specific questions about what we're going to be talking about here today, please put that in the Q&A. There should be a little button at the bottom of the Zoom webinar for the Q&A. And then the, if you have general comment, please put that in the chat. But if you have a question about something that we're talking about during the webinar, please put it in the Q&A so that we can see it, address it, and, and answer it. Speaking of Heather, there she is. I'm going to make her a host so we can see and hear her. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you. Yay. Hi, Heather. How are you? The outlet was being very unkind to me because it sent your email, Dan, directly to my deleted folder. So I'm checking Spain, doing all the things. I'm like, could it possibly be in the deleted folder? And there must be some information that it's not working properly. While Heather's working on her video um, and getting that going, I'm going to go ahead and go over the agenda. Dan, did you do the housekeeping slide? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. So for our agenda today, we're going to review um, a little bit of the chat, GPT, and AI stuff that we talked about briefly or previously. And we're going to tell you where you can access some of that. And then we're going to give you some examples of how you can begin using AI and chat GPT and all this stuff. How you all can begin using that in your firm today. Heather and I are going to share some very concrete examples and give you some things that you can start doing today so you can benefit from this today. We'll talk about, for example, using it with financial statements and how you can start giving them some advisory type of things in there. Heather's going to share social media things with you. I'll share with you how you can train your own chatbot if you want to. And we'll also discuss the impact on the accounting industry. So that's where we're going today. Heather, you still can't get that webcam working, huh? Nope. So I'm just going to sit back here, here and comes. tell that you can. Oh, yeah, right. so that. Yeah. I'm going to fall on my sword. It was actually me. He said the pop-up <laughs> was on my screen on the other window. And I was staring <laughs> intently at uh-huh. you. And I was like, what? Oh, what my goodness. And it's over here saying, would you like to make Heather a co-host? And that's what was the problem. I am now a co-host. So thank you for that. And good. Yeah. Okay. So so I'm going to launch the first poll and then I'll stop sharing so that you two can start to take, take over here. So let's go ahead. We're going to launch it. How have you used ChatGPT, Bing, Claude, or others so far? We just want to take a little litmus test as to where you are today. And somebody asked you a question about the prior session that we did. Uh, we will have it in the, there is a link inside the handout. So if you do download the handouts, uh, you can get to that, that link, but also just searching AI, the QB Power Hour website, uh, will bring up that, that prior uh, session that we had last, last time. There you go. And we had a question in there from Nancy about, is there an AI tool that will read multiple web articles? Oh, no. That was wanting to restart and I didn't want it to. Sorry. I wanted to know about wanting to get an idea on if there's an AI tool that will read multiple web articles and consolidate them into one single new article that addresses all various points. So I think she's wanting to stay up to date on what's new. It sounds with AI and things like that. I can answer that, Michelle, because actually I just did that today. Okay, go ahead. So I just did that today, Nancy. And actually, ChatGPT can do it, even though ChatGPT said it couldn't. And we'll talk about that during the webinar when it actually lies to us. There are add-ins, plugins that you can add to your ChatGPT and the one that I used this morning to do, and I did something a little bit differently, but the premise is the same. I was creating a digest of different articles that actually I had written that I wanted to pull into a single article. And the way I used it was I had used the scraper plugin in ChatGPT. So it would actually scrape from each of these websites. And it does have a limitation. So there are limitations to it. The other way that you can do that, if you would like, Nancy, that has worked well for me, is if you just copy and paste the content from the article into a text document or a Word document, you can actually use Claude, which Michelle's going to talk about, 
and actually share those files and it can do it too. But as we'll talk about later, you got to make sure you're proofreading and that you know the content because it will lie. <laughs> That's correct. You do have to know your stuff because you, you need to double check it because it could be inaccurate. So. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly my, right. Uh, my, my wife was, uh, was just on a, on a call the other day and she about blog articles and they were talking about you can't just rely on chat GPT to, to, cut, to spit out a, a blog article for you uh, because there's metadata in there. So it knows So Google will begin to push down the ones that are actually uh, and, written by machine learning. And Dan, I recently read an article that was saying that actually has been debunked. Oh. But it doesn't know. And I yeah. actually know a yeah, person. I, I can't stay on. I know an individual that actually wrote an article from scratch, like the old fashioned way. And her article was flagged as being created. By so it doesn't. Really? So whether <laughs> if they are running that engine, it's not accurate. So it's, mm. they say, they may say they can do it, but they're not actually, it's not a proven thing that they can do. Interesting. That's good to know. Yeah. And I love you too, Nancy. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. We've got so much to cover here. So first yeah. of all, let's review some of what we did before. So the QB Power Hour that Dan and I did back on August 1st covered a lot of the basics that Heather and I covered previously at Scaling New Life and on another webinar that we did with PPA Academy and stuff. So there's the link to that YouTube video that you can watch where we covered some of the intro stuff on What's the difference between ChatGPT 3.5 4.0? What are plugins and all of the basics and things like that? So you can watch that through that link right there. Using AI as a tool in your practice. Some of the new features that have come out recently since that October 1st is the ability to give it custom instructions. In other words, I can tell it I'm a CPA working with QuickBirds. I'm a tax um, professional or you can tell it things about yourself, custom instructions, stick to the facts. Don't use any interpretations or anything. So you can give it custom instructions. So every time you're talking to ChatGPT, you give year of those custom instructions. There's also a code interpreter. And Heather, you use a lot about code and things like that. But you can actually use ChatGPT to help if you're doing coding to write code or to debug your code. And to help you when you're doing coding and things like that. And I know Heather does a lot of no code things, but there's now a code interpreter within the chat GPT. I've got links in here for you. Bard is with Google. So you can use the Google version is Bard. There's Quad 2 now. The Quad original one was out, but now Quad 2 is out. And as Heather mentioned, ChatGPT pulled Bing in early July. And when it did that, there was, a, in my opinion, what that's worth. <laughs> but in my opinion, ChatGPT performance suffered greatly when they pulled Bing out. And I didn't like how ChatGPT, the results that it was giving me. And I started experimenting a lot more with Bing and I didn't like it all that great. I just started using Bard recently, but I started using Quad and I learned about Quad from actually Hector. He had mentioned it. I thought, let's check out Quad. So anyway, I checked out Quad. I really liked it. So I have been using Quad a whole lot more. And now Quad 2 is out. It is free as well. If you are in another country, you may have to use a VPN to access it. I know it's in the U.S. and one other country. So you may have to use a VPN to access it. Also, Intuitive Fit was just announced. That is going to be AI that is available within QuickBooks, TurboTax, Men, not Mint, a MailChimp, and combined all that, MailChimp, and Credit Karma. So Intuit is putting their own AI within all four of their products in their suite. And DM and I talked about that previously, and there's a link to that one there. So that's where you can go and watch some of our previous discussion and get some of the history there. So you can catch up on some of that if you need to. Okay. Um, Heather or Dan, do you guys want to add anything on some of this review before we get into the details today? I wanted to, I wanted to ask Heather, because yeah, we had talked a little bit yesterday, Michelle, about the artificial of the artificial intelligence. And I was using a Danalogy of, we seem to be in the 
if we're talking about artificial sweeteners and comparing it to artificial intelligence, we're in the sweet and low phase of artificial intelligence, right? We're not at the stevia point yet. Would you agree that is like where we're at with AI today? Or would you say that, hey, we're already at stevia, you can't even tell uh, in some cases? Oh, yeah. No, I think that you can tell. I think you can definitely tell the difference between the AI platforms, especially if you're using, if you're using them consistently, right? And you're informed about what it is that you're using it for. So that's the big danger. And Michelle, we just talked, we've talked about this at length. That's the big danger of these tools is that don't ever assume that it's smarter than you. And don't ever assume that it's an expert at something you're not an expert at. Because what it does, the way that AI works is especially ChatGPT, which is a generative uh, language something. Help me with that. I, it's there, but I can't find that last word there. Model. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. What it does is predicts. They fed it all of this, all of this, these sources from the English language from books, periodicals, conversations, call logs, and it has trained it how to respond based on predictive analysis of what the next characters, not sentences or words or any context, because you have to remember it's not a person. It doesn't have any logic going on in its brain, but it is using an algorithm, right, that is going to predict what the response should be based on the patterns and all of the content that it's been fed during its training. So once you understand the limitations of that, then you can start to look at it in a way that you should look at it, that it's not an expert. It is a tool that is basically using code underneath it to predict a correct answer. But those predictions can be wrong. And so if you're asking about tax law and nothing about tax law, do not take whatever it says and copy and paste it somewhere for people to rely on because it could be incorrect. Yeah. You can be confidently wrong. You can be confidently wrong and you should assume that you're wrong. I think that's the thing is that it's great for things like rephrasing what you already know, right? Trust and verify. If I'm putting something like I need this to be more professional, I can say, here's what I'm thinking and it can say, here's a really beautiful way to say, but I'm not going to ask it how to perform brain surgery. Because I don't know how to do that. And it could tell me something that isn't correct. Right. right. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, when we, I will get off in my soapbox. <laughs> in, in our prior session, we had uh, Michelle really drove the point home. Treat it like an intern, right? Like you can have a really high performing nice. intern, but you still want to proofread their work and go over what it is. Is that still your philosophy, Michelle and, and Heather, as far as where it is today, because tomorrow or two days from now, we could have a different opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. I, I love yeah. that, Michelle. And I think Nancy's asking the difference between Claude and other AI tools is they do the same thing. They've just got a different, maybe their algorithm behind it is a little bit different. Um, and that's where to your sweet and low analogy or analogy, we're going to start to see the leaders come out is where we're going to start right. to see more accuracy and the computer wizards are going to start to introduce code that is more accurate than others. And that's where we're going to start to see differentiation within the market. Right. Yeah. And somebody just posted out there that they like to use it for to start IRS abatement letters. And that's a great idea. We talked about doing communication and using it for that in a previous webinar and, and we gave you for link for that. But I wanted to talk today and we talked about this briefly before the financial statement analysis. And so what you can do here is you give it the client's financial statements for analysis recommendation. But what you want to be careful of is you do not give it any client confidential information. Do not give it the client name. Double check that there's no identifying information in the account name. Make sure there's no client name or anything that it can be identified in the name of the client. So what we're going to do is we're going to copy the account name and the numbers. No identifying information there. Just the names of the accounts and the, the months and the numbers. 
So no identifying information. So you're not disclosing anything that can identify the client. And then what we can do is we can say, hey, give me a trend analysis and the, the growth to net profit margins. Or if you were doing it on the balance sheet, you can look at the liquidity and, and leverage ratios and stuff. And then you can ask it for recommendations for improvements. So you can ask it for some advisory type of recommendations we then can provide to our client. And this is really super cool. So because chat GPT can be flowed sometime, I've already gone ahead and done this for you so that I can just show you instead of waiting for it to generate its response. So what I generally do is I use a Word document so that I can do things there and then copy and paste. So what I started with, if I had perfect here, because I like to use prompt perfect plugin to help with your prompts. So I'm saying, I'm going to give you the monthly monthly PL statement of a company, no name, perform a trend of financial analysis of the key profitability ratio, the gross and net profit margin, and provide insight and three recommendations for improvement. Limit your response to 3,800 characters. And then I copy and paste this financial statement with, again, no identifying information. Now, the cool thing is, you can also, with Quad, just upload an Excel spreadsheet. But again, make sure you delete the name. If you're going to do an Excel spreadsheet, delete the row that contains the name. Okay. Also, don't have your spreadsheet name, Craig's Profit and Wad. You can just have it company PL. Make sure that if you are uploading that to Quad, you can upload a document. All right. So if you were doing that, make sure you don't have any identifying information. But what I've got, this is not a great one because you have a lot of zeros and it's a sample company. So there's not great information. But what you do then is you go put this into chat GPT. So up here, you can see I enabled plugins. You need to enable your plugins before you start your chat. So I have enabled three plugins. I enabled Prompt Perfect as well as Wolfram, because Wolfram will do the math. Chad TPT alone can't do math, so you want to enable that plugin. We talked about those things in that previous webinar, and you can go back and listen to the details on that. But I want to show you, it shows you when it uses that plugin, so it'll tell you that it used that. And then, again, I let it do this previously, so I'm going to scroll down and look at our results here. So let me just get this moving down. And uh, you'll see I copy and pasted all those numbers in there with no identifying information. And then it says, okay, here's what we've got. It gives you the calculations, double checking those to make sure that it's calculated those correctly. Then it gives me some insight. And it says, okay, there's some seasonality. Here are some high expenses. We had negative income. Here's some recommendations. You can optimize your seasonal operations. You need to look at some expense management, investigate your negative income. Then I said, okay, give me some additional recommendations to improve our margin. It gave me all of these additional recommendations. This is where we're getting to into some advisory type of thing. Okay, so I can give my clients some ad advice. Okay, so I can do some advising for my clients to help them improve their operations and their profitability. So this can help you to provide some advisory services to your clients, help you get ideas that you can then provide to your clients. Now, the nice thing about this, and the reason we initially told it to do it with 3,800 characters, was so that you could copy and paste that into your financials of QuickBooks. Because when you go into QuickBooks and you click on your add notes up there, if you go up there and you click on add notes, you then could copy and paste all of that right here into the notes of the financial statements so you could give that to the client with that provided. Now, one of the things that I like to do is say, provide me with those advisory, with those recommendations without the calculation. So the, those calculations aren't taking up part of your 4,000 characters. But this is where you can use this to help provide you know, advisory services or some good advice to your clients quick and easy without taking a whole lot of time. Now, Hector's right tool, he is integrating this with his right tool, 
which is another big time savings for you. The other thing that I wanted to point out to you, let me get back to my slides. If I can find them, I have too many things open here. Um, let me just tab through here because the other thing that I wanted to point out to you, if I can find my slides. Here we go. Is so this is again, this is a great way to add some differentiation to your services for your clients. The other thing is use digits.com to do this. And when instead of doing it the way that I just showed you, copying and pasting it into either chat GPT or Claude, or you could try Bing or any of the other ones, instead of doing it that way and using chat GPT and copying it back into the nodes or using the right tool that Hector has. You could use digits.com. Digit link is a, a third party app that will connect with QuickBooks Online and digit uploads all that information to their digits.com. And if you look on the right of this screenshot over here, they have the AI built into their app. So it's in a secure environment in the digits.com app. It got the AI built into their um, app and you can do the stuff up there. You can see they've got this client portal down here for you to manage your clients and you can run reports and you can do your AI type of stuff over here and you get five free companies. So you can do this type of analysis and you can do some of these reports and stuff here with digits.com. So go and check out digits.com for some of this financial analysis it's really cool. So check that kind of stuff out. It is a great way for you to up your game with your clients using social media to get a jump on anything. But remember what we said, trust but verify. Double check the calculations. Make sure you use Wolfram to do the calculations in the first place. And you know, read through those recommendations to make sure they make sense before you just copy and paste them into the financial. But that's a great way to add value for your client. Now, Heather has some great stuff there on social media. So Heather, do you want to share your screen and share this with us? You're muted. <laughs> and I'm muted. There you go. <laughs> yes, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to uh, share some of my um, secret things that I do as kind of the director of education media at Woodard. So. I use this in a couple of ways. So I use ChatGPT to create social media posts. So what I can do is I can ask it to create a social media post based on information that I give it. I can, and the way that I do that, let me I can find my social media post generator. So right here in my social media post generator, I started by asking it to create three social media posts, right? For a particular article, and I asked it for one for Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I asked it to use emojis and the hashtags that you see here, and I asked it to tag me. So what I can do is I can just feed it an article and have it create this. So let's do one. Let's go ahead, and I'm going to copy this. I'm going to create a new chat. And this time, what I'm going to use is I'm going to use plugins just like Michelle did, use this Prop Perfect and the Scraper to create this. So I'm going to go ahead and put in Prompt or Perfect, sorry. And then I'm going to paste what I just asked. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to the Woodard Report and I'm going to grab a URL of an article. So we'll grab this URL from Norm Axelman. I'm going to copy it. I'm going to paste it right in here. And then I'm going to click, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask ChatGPT to do its thing. So the first thing that it's going to do is it's going to use Scraper to go to that article out on the web and read it. Now, sometimes if the article's too long, it'll give me an error and say, hey, I can't really read it. And then I get a little stuck in the mud. If it's just a regular 750 word article, it typically works really well. But it's going to go through and it's going to take all of that information and then it's going to create the social media posts. So it went through and it found it. It's adding the emojis. It actually, I didn't tell it that Norman Axelman was the author, did I? But it was able to read that from the article. And it's actually, 
But Siri heard you and told Alexa and then uh, bopped down to... Uh, Correct. Correct. So a couple of things, because this is a new one, my, in my established social media generator chat with ChatGPT, it's learned that tagging at HSatterly actually creates that link. Here it didn't because this is a new chat. And one of the things about ChatGPT is if you continue the same chat, it continues to learn from you as you interact with it. So it did it and went ahead and it created an individual social media message based on that. And if I were to click this, guess what happens? It goes right out to it. So what I can do now is I can actually come over here and I can copy this and I could go out to Facebook and I could just paste it and it's going to paste the link. It's going to pull up the picture of the article and I'm going to hit. And now I don't have to do this on my own. Now, I've actually supercharged this in the way I've supercharged anybody, one guess on how I've supercharged this particular workflow. Zapier. You got it, Dan. Zapier. <laughs> exactly right. So what I can do is the one I've actually created is we use Meet Edgar at, so we use Meet Edgar at Woodard. Um, it's a tool I've used for a really long time. There's other great ones out there. But what I've done is I'm able to create a zap that actually watches the Water Report RSS feed. So I use RSS by Zapier, which is a built-in tool inside Zapier. And I have told it to go ahead out to the Water Report's RSS feed, and I've asked it to watch it for when I post a new article. Then my next step is to go into ChatGPT, and I could also use the developer version of this, which is OpenAI, which is their developer API version of this, and that's actually what I use. But you could use it right in regular ChatGPT, and then I can ask it to do the same thing. So I can go ahead, oops, that's the wrong one. Let's go ahead and put in the prompt, right? And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and I'm going to grab that URL, right? And then I'm going to ask it to go through and write this. Go ahead and write this, this social media post. And let's see how it does. Now, what I'm going to tell you right now is that it doesn't have the ability. It doesn't have access to that, to that plugin. So I'm not sure if it's going to come back and just use the title to write it or if it's going to use or it's going to just use the URL. So let's see what it did. So here's the content. Here we go. So it could not read the article, right? So we couldn't read the article here. So it's just being very general about the Woodard report, right? It wasn't able to see what was there. So one of the things that I could do to change this is I could go in and instead of putting the link in, what I could do is I could actually put in the description or I could put in the content, right? Either one is going to give it the content of that article. I would probably use the description because I may time out with the amount of data that's actually in that. But let's go ahead and retest the step and see what happens now that I've pointed to from the trigger step, the content of that particular article when Zapier, that RSS feed triggered and Zapier pulled it in. It pulled in the entire content of the article. So let's see how it does here. We'll just give it a moment. And it's taking a little bit longer because it has to read through some more stuff. All right. So let's see what it did here. All right. So this actually pulled a different article. And what it's doing is it's actually looking at my in the news article. And it actually did a great job because here it is talking about the latest tax relief measures, which was the new uh, the new measures that they just put out for the, the hurricane that went through. So giving Massachusetts and Maine some relief. It's also highlighting the article that I wrote about the new members of the Intuit Partner Council. And it is tagging me. And there we go. So now what I would be able to do with this is I would be able to step, put another step to either send it right out to Twitter or what I do is I send it out to my Meet Edgar account. It actually adds the schedule 
um, posts at that point. I could do this with HootSuite. I could do it with any one of those buffer, any one of those social media managers that is supported on the Zapier platform. So you can see what this means, guys, that I can create the Zap and then don't tell Joe Woodard, but now I can go take a nap because it's going to do all my social work, right? Or I'll go ride my horse. So anyway, my point is that this is a way that I can leverage technology. I am not plagiarizing here. These are all our content, but I'm lever leveraging this technology to help me do my job and free up time for me to do other things like focus on the amazing content for Scaling New High, right? So that is one of the tools in my toolbox. The second one is an SEO generator. So after I've written an article, right? Let's see if we can find my SEO. After I've written article, I can actually go through and I actually use a text expander tool, this magical up here to say, hey, I need a 155 character medical description for an article and SEO keywords that I can put into HubSpot so that we do really well on, uh, on the Googler, right? So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And now what it's going to do is it's going to create the meta description. It's going to create the SEO keywords. And then I'm able to go through and add those within, within our HubSpot. So what I will tell you is that normally it puts us in an array format, meaning that it means it's in, and I can actually tell it to do that if I wanted to, but this would help me to copy and paste that code directly into HubSpot by using a, another hotkey, which in Magical, which I'll talk about in a minute, which, and it did do it a lot which basically cops, copies the code that I need to then insert these SEO keywords. So what I've done is I don't have to remember the code snippet that I have to put into every single article to make sure that it's going to have really good SEO results. And then what I do is in the array form, and I would just copy this and paste it into the uh, keywords here. So what I'm talking about is this text expander called Magical, which is free, by the way, where I can create these little keywords or little snippets that will pull text into wherever I am on the interweb. Okay, any field on the interweb. So there's my meta, there's my keyword, and then these are sales tax. This is sales tax keywords. This is my calendar link. This is the call for speakers link because everybody asked me for the call for speakers link 800 times, right? So this <laughs> is it for me to just type in a code no matter where I am on email or anything else, and it will actually add these this information. So what I'm, what, what I use this for and the way that it relates to chat GPT is you can use something like magical and there's others out there to put in your prompts that work really well. And then all you got to do is put in the, the, the dash and the letters that you've assigned to it. And it's going to remember your prompts. And Michael's sharing that he uses short keys, which is the same thing. So that's just two of the little secret sauces that I use in my job to help me do that heavy lifting when I'm working with social media for the Twitter report. So hopefully that's helpful to you guys. Now you're muted, Michelle. Uh-oh, we lost you. I'm muted too. While we're waiting for Michelle to come back, I was going to address this question by Donna that says, does each of these site do each of these cite the original article? So when we're taking the articles and we're asking it to rewrite it or whatever, does it cite the article? And if it doesn't, isn't that plagiarism? And so my answer to that, Donna, and Michelle and I had a great conversation about this at Scaling New Heights, is that maybe. So first of all, it does cite the article. So it will actually cite the articles. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that at the end of the day, it comes down to you and how you use it, right? It comes down to your ethical scope, right? And what is comfortable for you. So in the case where I was creating those social media posts, I'm using my own content or I'm using content that was supplied to me by a writer who has authorized me to publish their content on the Woodard Report. No ethical issue here at all. Where there would be an ethical issue is if I went onto somebody's website, copied their content, threw it in ChatGPT and said, rewrite this article and then published it as my own. In that case, I would say, yes, 100% plagiarism. You can't do that, right? Or I don't think personally, and that's a personal thing. These views ex are expressed are the personal views of have a I believe that is plagiarism. So I would not, I wouldn't do that. What I would do 
is I would go out and do my research and find articles that are giving me the facts and figures that I want to present to my audience. And I would copy those links into the article, write the article as a starting point, go in and I call it heatherize it with my own personal views and opinions. And then I would make sure that I linked out to every single article that was cited that I used to write that article. To me, that is using this tool in the way it's intended to be using and is not an ethical concern at all. Very good. Shell's back. All right. And we can hear it. Yay. I'm back. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and move on. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. So are you seeing my screen on create your chat bot? Yes. Okay. All right. So here's something else that you all might want to do. If you'd like to, this is super easy. Let's say your firm has a lot of your own articles, like Heather was just saying. You know, you've written a lot of your own content. You know, you, your firm has you know, this wealth of content, or you just want your, you know, your clients coming to your firm for questions and asking questions. Dan's got a lot of school of bookkeeping content or the advanced certification or tax codes or accounting regs and rules and, and whatever. If you would like to create your own chatbot, it is super easy. I am not a techie person and I could do it in a matter of minutes. Like with Blackpress or others, you could get started for free with no credit card or anything. And then you can upload your own knowledge base information with documents like PDFs or websites, like you got a whole site map and everything. So you can create your own information and then create a conversational workflow. And then people can come and ask the information and access that chatbot. It is super easy. So for example, when you say you want to create a new chatbot, it will ask you, how do you want to do it? And, and you can do it from documents, websites, start from a template or do it in hand-holding. Now, I already started one called QB. And what I did is in, for the KB, the knowledge base, I uploaded a bunch of the advanced certification PDFs. So I uploaded all of those knowledge base articles. And you can see I've got those here. That only used like 20% of my stuff. Over here, I can test it out. So you can see I asked it a question over here. So if I wanted to ask it something like how to donate inventory in QBO, I could ask it a question and then it's going to go to my KB, my knowledge base, and look for an answer first to provide that answer. And so you can very quickly and easily, and it'll see, say, answer found in the knowledge base. So if you were to create your own knowledge base and have that available, you can do that. And then you can have a new knowledge base out there and you go through and you create your own workflows. And so out here, you have your workflows. Start here and if you get an answer or not. And so anyway, it's super easy to do that and go through and create your own workflows. So if that's something that you want to do, that is super easy to do, and that is something that you can do. So think about doing something like that if you'd like to. And I know there's lots of other uses for chat GPT out there and these other ones for tech support purposes. You can use them if you've got a question when it comes to tech support. I was able to fix our refrigerator. The refrigerator repairman basically told us, don't call me anymore <laughs> because I can't fix it and you're just wasting your money. And so anyhow, I was able to use actually Claude because Chad GPT didn't give me what I wanted. But with Claude, we were able to fix it and we got the silly thing making ice again. And I fixed the codes on the front of it and everything. So Claude helped me fix our refrigerator and get it making ice again. And it's still running and making ice. So there you go. Claude helped me with my tech support on my Samsung refrigerator. So it can help with tech support. There's lots of other usages, uses out there. If you want to research a potential client, let's say you've got a new client coming to you, you can research that industry to find out more about that industry. You can use it to do data manipulation. When Heather and I were doing this for Kaylee Uhari, I was in the car, Laura was driving, and I was typing in there, okay, I'll do this section, Heather will do that. This one should take five minutes, this one 10 minutes, and I was just typing this up in a notepad on my phone. So I would type like intro, five minutes, Heather, this one, Michelle, 10 minutes, right? So I just typed this in a notepad. 
And what I did, Baron, is I said, please put this in a table format with these headings, title, name, time, whatever. And I said, put this in table format. And it took that text and put it in a table format. It took her text without any commas or anything and put it into a table format in chat GPT for me. So it can do data manipulation. It can debug your Excel formulas. It can do all kinds of different things. So give it a try. You'll be amazed at some of the things that you can do. It's just, it's amazing what you can do with it. It can clean up your bank transactions and do your expense categorization and stuff. Somebody wanted to know if they can convert a PDF faith statement. Um, no, I don't think it can do OCR and convert your PDF into an import that you could import into QVO. There's other third-party apps that will do that kind of stuff. Now, a couple of other updates that I wanted to share with you on how it's going to impact how we work in, in our industry. And this is where it's really getting amazing. When you look at your suite, whether you're using Microsoft or Google, and this is like Apple or Android, if you use Microsoft and you're using Word and Excel and PowerPoint and Teams and all that, they have Copilot, Microsoft Copilot. If you're using Google and you're using Gmail and Google Drive and Google Slides and YouTube and all this, they have Google Bard. And they're building it into all of their suite. But anyway, both of them are building AI into their suite. You got Google Bard and you have Microsoft Copilot. They're building this AI in all of their suite. Just like Intuit exists, it's going into all the Intuit suite. It's going to be within everything. There is a really quick little two-minute video on Google Bard and how they're building it within all of their stuff. It's going to change how we work and make everything so much easier. When we're doing things, when we're working and just doing everything that you do, it's just going to make everything so much easier and faster. So it's just going to change how we work. And like with intuitiveness and the MailChimp, it's going to assist our clients with marketing. We can start helping the clients with the marketing and everything. So these are things to think about how it's going to change how we're doing things and how we're working with our clients and everything. Now, a lot of you know me, a lot of you have heard Casey, sorry, <laughs> you read our video, and Dan, I showed him this slide, and I said, Dan, do you, what do you think of these images here? And Dan says, it looks like your dog. You took a picture of Casey at the lake. It's done. That looks like my dog at the lake, right? No. I went into Bing, and I said, create an image of a Bashan on a blue wave runner at the lake with trees on the shoreline. And in 30 seconds or less, Bing created four images for me. Here's two of them. It does look so, like my dog. So Casey is an internet troll, right? <laughs> it's just the Bashan. But these are being, these are computer generated, AI generated. And that's where you get the terms. Ian one time asked me, what does it mean? Generated, which does it mean AI generated or something like that? It generated something new, created this image. And that's where the small businesses are really going to benefit from this. Not only can it generate when we're communicating and it's generating our words for our emails that we're sending to people, it now can generate these images. So for small businesses that are selling products, they don't have to go out and do a photo shoot anymore. And we saw that in one of the intuitive videos on MailChimp where they had a chair and they said, change the background. And it changed the background for them. We don't have to now pay for photo shoots and graphic artists and things like this. You can just say, hey, create this image for me. And if you don't like it, you tweak it and you tell it things. And this is where Dan and I were laughing yesterday. We all had a part in training this. You remember all those CAPTCHA images for years before you could log into QuickBooks or you could log into anything? It was saying, mark all of the images that have a school bus in them or mark all the images with a stoplight. And you had to mark all those images. We were training AI to recognize things in these images. And now we can use AI on these images to remove things or to create an image for us. And I created these images with Bing. So if you go to 
um, thing and tell it to create an image and free. It's easy. It's that simple. So now remember when the QuickBooks and all these third party apps, all of a sudden these small businesses had the benefit of improving their processes and automating their businesses through QuickBooks and the third party apps. And we had helped them to do that so they could compete with the small, the bigger businesses. Now these small businesses are going to have this opportunity from the AI and the ability to do more marketing and more of this type of stuff. And we can help them with that. We help these small businesses get to the cloud. We can help them implement AI and how to do this stuff in their business because it is going to change how we work. It is going to help us continue to improve our automation and our efficiency. Because our, our bookkeeping services, it's, it's a commodity service. It, it, we really have to differentiate ourselves now, and we have to look beyond basic bookkeeping services. In my opinion, again, you know what that's worth. Anyhow, so we really want to focus on our relationship with our clients and those advisory services. And so anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Dan and Heather, what are your thoughts, and what do you guys want to add? Go ahead, Heather. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Michelle. I mean, not only do we need to embrace this technology, but we need to, in order to stay competitive, but we need to embrace this technology in order to just stay viable, right? Because as this technology, it's, I feel like where we are is it feels like we're just at the, if you think of a hockey stick, it feels like we're on the bottom of the stick, but we're not. We're way past that. And this technology has been, it's been in development for at this point and it's come to market. So what we're going to see is now that all of this technology is readily available, we're going to see a huge increase in the momentum of this. And so I think that accounting professionals definitely need to learn how to use this within their practices. And also, I think our clients are going to be relying on us to educate them on how to use this technology as well. So I, I couldn't agree more, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I, I think that also one other, one other aspect of all this is that a machine doesn't get worse, right? And like typically what we're seeing today, this is the saccharin, the sweet and low flavor. I can tell this is not artificial. I can tell this is an artificial intelligent thing, right? Whatever that happens to be. I think that's where we're at the point when. If you're just getting into the, the technology itself, trying to decide, okay, do I go with Claude or do I go with Bard or do I go with ChatGPT or what's the best sweetener out there? It's not going to get worse. Like a, a machine doesn't forget, right? Like it's an elephant in that it, it will, it's only going to get better, right? Like it's going to increase as we get now. Who's going to be the Facebook of AI, right? Who's going to be the meta? We don't know yet, right? That's, we're witnessing this as it comes out and as it plays out, right? So that is, yeah. that's part of the, that's part of the challenge here is do you go with Bard because I'm a Google tweet. What if Copilot is the, is the wave of the future for AI? And, and, and now I backed the wrong horse. Now I got to learn something brand new because I, went down one, one technology path. I mean, the worst case scenario is you have, you take those applied learnings and, and bring them into something else. And I think that's what we are with streaming services, right? There's things that you can get in Netflix that you can't get in Hulu and so on and so forth. So it's pick your poison and now you're ending up, you cut the cord or you, you cut the cord because you don't like cable and now you're spending more money on your streaming service. Which app or which AI is the right way to go? I think Martha asked a question and I'm going to pass that out to you. It, which one is better? Which is better engines for different uses? Is, is ChatGPT for writing, Claude for math? Which, what do you two think? I prefer Claude for writing is my preference. But, you know, it really it depends on what you're doing, which one you're going to like the best. And that's why I tried both of them. And sometimes I copy and paste it into Word and blend the two together and choose what I like best. Or see Heather saying, yes, Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, when I'm providing, so Claude, I go to when I'm providing documents 
just because it's easier. You can provide up to five documents that it can then ingest. And it, that seems to be easier and more reliable than when I'm using the plugins. So the plugins can sometimes be a little bit quirky. I do the flexibility of all of the plugins in ChatGPT, but I've had, I've seen, I've seen undesirable results from both and I've seen great results from both. And one of the things I think is really important for people to remember is that this is experimental at this point. Both Claude and ChatGPT are experimental platforms and they're open source, meaning that anybody can use them. And so the developers behind the scenes are learning how we interact with it and trying to make it better. And as we all know, as, as cutting edge technology users, that sometimes what we think is a great idea isn't. And so there's certain times where, you know, ChatGDP and Claude will feel like it's taken a step backwards. So I think it's too soon, as Dan said with that, the sweetener, I think it's too soon to give you an answer on that definitively. I think you have to experiment with it yourself. Yeah. And they're going to keep changing. Every week, every month, they keep changing. I just heard, I think yesterday, I think ChatGPT now has the voice. It's like if you say, hey, Siri, you're going to be a, hey, GPT or hey, Chad or hey, Chaz or whatever it's going to be called. I don't know. But you're going to be able to talk to it now instead of just typing into it, which right. will be interesting. So it will be interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's an exciting time. And, and go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I always freeze up when I need to speak to some things uh, <laughs> as opposed to a person uh, because I want to say the right thing and then I say the wrong thing regardless. It's like the, yeah. the one thing I would keep in mind is years and years ago, when the PC came out, everybody started using QuickBooks or DacEasy or MYOP or whatever the accounting program was. Everybody was like, oh my God, that's going to kill our business because the accountants used to do all the bookkeeping. And now the clients can do their own bookkeeping. And this is going to kill our business. They won't need us anymore. And that was the farthest thing from the truth because they needed us more than ever. It just changed our relationship with the client and it changed how we worked with the client, not the fact that they needed us. And I think this is the same type of situation. It's changing our relationship with the client because the bookkeeping is being automated. All of the basic bookkeeping is being automated and that is going away. But what we're doing with the clients is not going to go, go away. We still need to have a relationship. They still need us. So we need to focus on that relationship with the client more than ever. We need to make sure that they know we're there for them to help them grow their business. Yeah, I just met with a client today and his main question is, when am I going to run out of money? Right? Like, when are my yeah. bank accounts going to run, run out of money? That's not something that, I mean, you can look at a report and just extrapolate it out, but we need a little bit more inputs than and, that. Uh, and you know, to answer strong. that question. And that's where we can use chat GPT and Claude and come up with ideas. How can we improve cash flow? Give me a hundred ideas to improve cash flow. Then you can go to the client. Here's our top three things that we can work on for your business to improve your cash flow. And then you've got things that you can work with the client on, but you can get ideas from AI to help you to help your client. Absolutely. And the other thing that I would just say is that chat GPT can't look across a Zoom screen or a desk or whatever and empathize with your client the way that you can. And it never will be able to do that. And that's really what our clients are buying from us is that partner in their business that's going to be there when things are great and that are going to be there when things aren't so great. And they don't care how we get the information. I mean, obviously we want to be ethical, but they just want us to give them reliable information empathy, and trust. So I, I agree with you, Michelle. I think this technology is just another tool in our, our toolbox yeah. and that we're just going to bring more value to our clients because of it. Yeah. All right. We are a little bit over. We appreciate you for sticking around a little longer. And then we have allotted Heather and Michelle. Awesome to see you both. Love you guys. Thank you, Heather. Love you guys. And hopefully you can join us next, next time on the Power Hour. Next month, we'll be, like I said, we'll be talking about downloading QuickBooks, 
online data and using it in Excel. Maybe you can use ChatGPT to, to do some of that. I don't know. We'll see. But again, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Commute Power Hour. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.